Hello, everyone, and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B., and this is Chapter 91. Yep, we're up to, we're getting in the 90s. We're getting close. We're getting close to that 100 episode. So, um, first of all, I just want to apologize. Uh, the windows are wide open because it is hot. I turned off the fan to, you know, so there was not too much background noise, but you're going to have birds chirping. You're going to have cars driving by. You're maybe hear people outside saying stuff. Uh, there's probably uh, dogs barking. There's going to be... Um, the wind in the trees, maybe uh, squirrels making noise, all sorts of stuff. It's a it's a virtual nature wonderland outside my house. Uh, in fact, yesterday I was coming home from work. I'm I'm pulling in the driveway. I'm getting out of my car, and my mom had put up this bird feeder, which admittedly I don't think any birds actually go into the bird feeder. It's mostly just the squirrels and chipmunks. So there's a squirrel in the bird feeder, um, uh, and then there's a chipmunk like under the bird feeder catching what the squirrel was knocking out of the bird feeder. Meanwhile, there's two rabbits sitting in the backyard. So I get out of my car, and they all scatter. Meanwhile, the dogs are barking their head off in the house because they see the the rabbits and the squirrels and whatever. Then two birds came flying out of nowhere. It was like I was in freaking Bambi or something. Um, but anyways, um, none of that matters. It is July. Almost July. It's still June. It's almost July. Um, so we're getting in the summer. It's summer months, so there's lots of whatever going on. But forget all that. Who needs any of that? Uh, I'm here to talk about uh, mostly television and movies uh, for the most part. Um, So yeah, Uh, let's start off with some movie news. Uh, I didn't see any new movies this this uh, since last week. Uh, I watched a few movies, but they were all older movies. um, Nothing new. Uh, With that said, I do plan on hitting the theater this weekend because I still have two movies left on my June. Uh, Showtime subscribe that I need to use So uh, I'm planning on going to see at least one If I go see at least one It it, it, uh, it um, uh, gets my money back Because I already saw uh, one already I saw uh, Dark Phoenix Which I talked about last week Which, yeah uh, But uh, uh, Child's Play came out last weekend I'm intrigued by that It's gotten decent reviews uh, Mark Hamill as Chucky is certainly very um, intriguing to me, um, uh, you know, I don't know, um, I don't know if it can live up to the original or anything like that, um, but, uh, certainly, certainly, um, well, uh, I'm intrigued by it, I'm intrigued, nothing else. And then another movie that just came out, I believe, yesterday was Annabelle Comes Home. Now, the original Annabelle, which is a spinoff of Conjuring, uh, it was not great, but then Annabelle Creation was actually really good. So if this is anything like Annabelle Creation, I'm going. To, I'm certainly on board. If it goes back to being like Annabelle, no thanks, uh, or The Nun, which was not good. Um, but certainly, uh, if it can continue, and from what the reviews of, I mean, I haven't really read any reviews so much, but I've just kind of looked at like what the the IMD. IMDb score and like uh, Rotten Tomato scores and stuff are so they've been decent so um, they're still in the red not the green <laughs> so uh, certainly I'll probably check out at least one if not both of those that weekend to make up for uh, you know to fill, fulfill my uh, Showtime subscribe uh, movies for June now the interesting part is moving on to July now I believe my subscription runs out July 2nd so technically if I go opening day to Spider-Man, it, it would count. 
but I don't really want to deal with that, especially since I have July 3rd off. I kind of just want to go July 3rd, nearly showing, sit back, relax, and not have to worry about um, a crowded theater or anything like that. But with that said, I would then have to get um, either buy a ticket or subscribe for another month of showcase showcase show uh, so yeah showcase subscribe now as long as like there's two movies in July I want to go see it's fine because you know it's worth it for that now you know, ideally there would be three that I want to go see now I'd have to look at the schedules because I don't remember what's coming out when don't really have any interest in seeing um, uh, Lion King I know that one's coming out unfortunately Hobbs and Shaw isn't until August so that doesn't count. Um, I don't know, but I don't have to sign up again this month. You had to do three months, done three months, so now I can just do month to month or whatever. So, month to month, I'll just look and see what movies come out that month. Do I, you know, is it worth uh, signing up for seventeen bucks, which is you know two mo- two movies get your money back or not? If there's only one movie or zero, I'm not going to bother. Uh, so I don't know. But Spider-Man: Far From Home does come out next Tuesday, so that's interesting now next tuesday july 2nd is actually the uh fourth anniversary of the one man renegade podcast so happy birthday to me um and the one man renegade podcast um confetti streamers fireworks all that sort of thing actually no the fireworks will be on the third and on the fourth um i'm having a little party at my place for the july 3rd if you are friends and in the know you know all about it if you don't know me and uh, sure, stop by. Nope, 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 nope. Alright, um, but anyways, <laughs> let's move on to the television realm. Now, it's kind of weird, because, like, you know, it's in, we're in that weird stage, which has changed certainly over the years, where we're in the summer months, and, you know, certainly for network television, especially that back in the day, there wasn't anything really on, on MTV. Um, they dump some garbage, usually. Uh, that they didn't really care for to play in the regular season or whatever, or the regular schedule, or, you know, whatever, the normal um, broadcast season. Um, so, the, you know, a lot of shows get dumped. Every once in a while, they'll, they'll, they'll surprise you and have, like, some episodes of shows, like, normal shows, whatever. Uh, but mostly, the, I don't think, really, the summer month thing became a thing until, like, cable shows started having shows. And now with the streaming, you're getting them all the time. I mean, we'll talk about a few that are coming out pretty soon. They're pretty big deals, and, you know, here we are in the summer, so. Um, but in terms of shows I'm currently watching, uh, I haven't watched any more episodes of Krypton yet. i kind of fallen behind on that. Uh, I did watch the first episode, but haven't seen the other next two. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I caught up with. Um, it's fine. I don't know. It's just one of those shows that, like, I'll watch a few days later. After it airs, and, you know, as I'm doing work, kind of watch it. It's not exactly much must-see for me, but, you know, I still keep keep up with it. Baskets, a couple episodes in. I'm happy about the season so far. We got an ep- another episode tonight, so that'll be good. Um, Legion just started back up on FX. Um... This show's weird. It's the final season. Obviously, it's it's X Men related, but not like really, not really like they don't necessarily really mention anyone by like name or anything in terms of like who's what and whatever. 
in terms of the X-Men or, or any sort of thing regarding that, really. But at the same time, um, it certainly is X-Men related. Um, it's the final season, but it's... It, so the first episode of this season was sim- very similar to a lot of last season and some of the first season where it's like, yeah, I watched like 45 minutes and I had no idea what was going on. And then all of a sudden, oh, okay, now I know these people and what's happening. I kind of get it. <laughs> but we'll see. You got one more season. Actually, I'm, I'm not even sure how many episodes it is, but um, yeah, we'll see how they uh, they uh, finish this off, you know, and... and and it will it'll be interesting to see moving forward what kind of stuff that will happen with with um, kind of the X Men stuff because they already canceled the Gifted. Uh, and, you know, pretty much anything doing with X Men is kind of just getting kiboshed or like just thrown out um, to the wolves. <laughs> As we start with Dark Phoenix and possibly New Mutants, I, I I still think that's supposed to come out at some point on next year, February or something. And then we'll see what happens with um, with a uh, reboot or whatever they're going to end up doing with the X-Men going forward. I already talked about this last episode, so I don't want to dwell on it. Um, speaking of Marvel, though, quickly, um, I guess this is more movie news than television, but it's relevant um, to what I was just talking about. Um, Marvel apparently is trying to recruit Keanu Reeves for something for Phase 4. Uh, not really sure what. There's some speculation as to what. Um, someone, I, I don't remember, I saw something about him possibly being Wolverine, which would be funny in the sense that he was, he's been Ted Theodore Logan, which he's going to be again. This is another Bill and Ted, so he's already been a Logan, so he'd be another Logan. It'd be weird. But anyways, I don't know, who knows? And then there was rumors saying that he was not interested in, I don't know, but, I mean, he's kind of busy, he's got more John Wicks coming out and more Bill and Ted's, so I don't know if, could he fit in? And apparently, maybe in Moo Matrixes, but I don't know, actually, I'm still not sure what's going on with that, or if he's actually would be involved, because didn't he die in the end of the third Matrix? Not to say he couldn't come back, because it's the Matrix and whatever. <laughs> but anyways, um, going back to um, television, um, Netflix, we got Jessica Jones released the third, third and final season, and that's done, that's it for Marvel. On Netflix, I have not watched it yet, but I will check it out um, soon, hopefully. Um, and then uh, Swamp Thing, which has aired like two episodes, I think, got canceled. I think they're still going to air the rest of the episodes of the season, but that, that's no big surprise given that the his, the future of the DC Universe app or whatever is kind of up in the air right now with Time Warner uh, planning on launching their own thing. I feel like they're going to want to Real in DC as part of that and kind of uh, compete with uh, Disney Plus. Although Disney Plus is going to be seven bucks, so apparently this Time Warner thing is going to be like seventeen. But I think part of that's they're going to include some HBO stuff, so that I don't know. I'm not sure, but uh, we'll see as going forward. Um, also, The Office is getting pulled from. I mean, not that this was any big surprise. I think this is, everyone kind of knew that basically going down in the future, anything that you don't own is getting pulled off of your streaming services or anything because whoever owns it ultimately is going to have their own streaming service and whatever it is will end up on that so yeah um so yeah the office is getting pulled 2021 now i'm currently watching the office on on comedy central i don't know if that will be affected either or as well but whatever um and then uh what else uh oh fx and released 
a new little teaser trailer for the next season of American Horror Story. They also have a little teaser trailer. I don't even call it a trailer. It's just like a little teaser commercial um, for uh, Mayans. They basically just announcing the the air date, start date, which for the new season, which for both of them is kind of like okay, yeah, September. Yeah, that's pretty typical. Um, but um, the American Horror Story, uh, the American Horror Story um, season will be called 1984. The little teaser uh, clip uh, kind of spoofed a bit of like a, a slasher film, so like Jason Friday the 13th or whatever. Uh, but I don't know if that will have anything to do with what the actual season's all about. Who knows? I guess we'll find out in September. Or maybe probably sooner than that. Our, you know, I'm guessing there will be an actual like actual trailer, which will give you a little more insight on what the actual season's about. But uh, yeah, and finally, uh, Stranger Things will drop. Season three will drop next week. Um, there's the new Coke is back. Um, it, obviously, it takes place in 1985. Um, Eggo Waffles is going to be packaged in its old 1985 packaging, I guess. I saw that too. So lots of fun. and Baskin Robbins. I think I already talked about this last week. So, uh, but the Ego one was the new thing I saw. Uh, but so yes, they're obviously Netflix is pushing Stranger Things very very hard. I believe it comes out. It's next week sometime. I can't remember the date. I don't know if it's July first or second or third or if it's actually July fourth. Um, but certainly next week sometime. So, but you know it's Netflix. So check it out whenever. Because yeah. Um, supposedly the Adam Sandler movie that came out just recently with Jennifer Aniston on, um, on, um, Netflix is the most watched thing ever or something on Netflix, even though they never give you actual numbers to back it up other than when they want to tell you numbers. So it's like, okay, uh, what? <laughs> it's always confusing to me. Um, but, uh, what else? That's about it. So let's move on, shall we? Um, some, uh, sports news. The Major League Baseball teams are going to be going to, or sorry, I should say specifically the Red Sox and Yankees are going to be going to London. Actually, they're already in London, but they're going to have two games over the weekend in London. Um, so that should be interesting to see how the re- London people react to baseball and kind of what the stadium looks like because I, they don't, I can't imagine they really have a baseball stadium. They're probably playing in like a cricket field or something i don't even know but um yeah it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out hopefully the red sox can get back on the winning track um they blew one against the white sox i don't even know how many games they're behind now the yankees but obviously these two games are pretty huge in order to uh you know get uh, back in the race in the al east all right Next up, uh, let's talk NBA draft. So lots of changes and maneuvers and rumors and all sorts of stuff happening in the NBA. Lots of tr- deadline uh, trade day trades, even though they weren't really trade day, day trades because you can't trade until July 6th or whatever the weird rules are. Um, some moving and shaking. Um, rumors are that the, the Celtics are going after Kemba Walker. We'll see how that pans out. Um, Kyrie Irving's apparently going to the Nets, possibly. Durant opted out, so he's going probably somewhere. Maybe Knicks, maybe Nets, maybe somewhere else. Who knows? The Lakers are making some moves to grab to get somebody else. So who knows? It's going to be crazy off season, and it starts up on Sunday um, at six o'clock because uh, they changed it to from because. 
usually it's July 1st midnight, but they switched it up to 6 o'clock because they're like, well, it's midnight. That's kind of BS for us to be working at midnight, so they moved it to June 30th at 6 o'clock. All right. Um... Oh, another another news. This is kind of a weird story, but um, so basically, um, the NBA decided that they're not going to call the owners of the teams owners anymore. They're going to be governors. Yeah, apparently something to do with the connotation of an owner. I don't know, there's some comparisons to, like, slavery or something. It's a bit confusing and weird and unnecessary, I think, in my mind, but whatever. So, yeah, they're no longer owners, they're governors. Okay. Sure. But if they're governors, but then they have a president, isn't the president above a governor? Structure makes no sense. Um, but anyways, let's move on. Um... NHL draft also happened. Nothing really crazy coming out of that, except that P.K. Subban got traded to the Devils. Speaking of the Devils, they will be the first team in TD Garden against the Bruins uh, on opening, or the Bruins open, home opening night. Uh, the Bruins are actually opening on a road. I forget who they're playing um, first night, but um, yeah. NHL schedule came out. Nothing too major. Bruins do have the nice day after Thanksgiving slot at 1 p.m. They're playing the Rangers, so the NBC NBC game or whatever. So back to that. Hopefully I will get tickets for that and go to that game because I typically do like to go to that game. Uh, or the Rangers game specifically. Day after Thanksgiving, whatever, but sure. Um, all right, that's going to do it for that. Let's move on. Uh, talk about some UFC because we got some UFC stuff coming up. Uh, now, how how did I do in my previous UFC? Well, oh boy. The, the problem with doing UFC predictions ahead of time, well ahead of time, is that a lot of times stuff goes sour and um, things get changed and matches don't happen. So, two of the, two of the, two of the fights that I predicted didn't even happen. Um, outside of that, um, Korean Zombie did win the big, the big, uh, big main event. Uh, but actually I did okay for the matches or the bouts that actually did happen, I went, um, so let's see, there was 12 overall, two were canceled, I lost three, so that means I went seven and three, my math right on that, yep, seven and three, so not bad, not bad, getting better, getting better, um, but we got, do have some UFC coming up this weekend, and there's more coming up th- that next weekend, I don't plan on doing an episode next week, f- and, f- you know, kind of take the week off for 4th July, so I'm going to do... Our predictions for UFC 239 ahead of time, which is probably a bad idea because there'll probably be a million changes. Even looking at the card right now, there's definitely some matches missing or opponents that don't haven't even been confirmed yet. So that'll be a bit of a task and see how that ends up going. But um, first, and foremost, first and foremost, coming up on Saturday, UFC on ESPN, uh, the third third go around. It's weird because it says UFC, UFC on ESPN 3, but it's like it's not on ESPN 3, it's just UFC on ESPN 3. Um, coming up on Saturday, Minneapolis, Minnesota at the Target Center. I believe it starts at, the prelims start at 6, I believe. The, everything's on ESPN, prelims, the the fight in the main card, all that stuff. 
Um, so let's see, let's bring this up real quick. Um, what do we got? So to start things off, on the preliminary card, we have a heavyweight battle between Maurice Green and Junior Albini. Now let's go to the UFC page for one second to see if they have any goofy names, because I always like that, the goofy names. Um, let's see. Um, why is this letting me go to this thing? It's still calling it a fight night. That's weird on um, on the website, but I mean it sort of is, but it sort of isn't. All right, let's go. Nope, this is not what I want to do. I feel like they keep changing their site, and it gets it's getting harder and harder to navigate here. All right, show me the thing. Oh, there we go. Let's go to the prelims. Sorry, sorry if there's little technical glitches here. So, the Crockett boss? The Crochet boss? Alright, the Crochet boss, the Crockett boss? I don't know how to say that. Maurice Green. Take on Baby Junior Albini. I'm going to go with Maurice Green. All right, next up in a uh, next up in a um, women's strawweight battle, we have Emily Spitfire, Emily Whitmire, and Amanda Rebos. I'm gonna go with Spitfire, Emily Whitmire, because it rhymes. And pretty much that's the only reason. Alright, next up we got a... No, 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 no. Alright, I gotta move this over here. Sorry, more technical glitches on my part. I apologize. Um, sorry, we got a light heavyweight battle. Between... Oh boy. Dalcha Lungiambola taking on Daquan Townsend. I'm gonna go with Daquan Townsend. And that's only because I don't want to have to say the other's name yet. Alright, next up we have a lightweight battle between. Flash Jared Gordon, so Flash Gordon, that one I get. And the Hitman Dan Moret. It's been a lot of Hitmen, so I don't know if I can go with that. Uh, There's been a lot of Flashes, there's been a lot of Flash Gordons for that matter, so I don't know if I can go with these yet. Neither of these guys are original. Um, but I'm going to go with Jared Gordon. All right, next up we have a um, featherweight battle between Native Psycho Jordan Griffin and Vince Murdoch. Okay, then. Uh, I'm going to go with Vince Murdoch. 
because he's not a psycho. I don't know if that helps you or hurts you in UFC. Maybe helps you, but I can't go with it. All right, next up we have a lightweight, light heavyweight battle between ya boy, spelled B-O-I, Eric Anders and Mamut Vinicus Vinicus Vinicius Vinicius Castro. Eh, whatever you say that. Uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Eric Anders. He's making his UFC debut. All right, next up in the preliminary main main event, I guess if you want to call it, in a bantamweight battle, we have Richard Ramos taking on Journey Newson. Um, neither of them have nicknames. I'm going to go with Journey Newsom. Because his name's Journey. And they're a band. Now we move on to the main card, which you don't have to change the channel. It's just the same channel. It starts at 9, I guess. Even though if the preliminaries go over, I don't know if they're going to cut them off because it's the same channel. <laughs> so, you have to change the channel. ESPN. All on ESPN. Yeah, no ESPN2, nothing else involved. Okay, uh, but we got a light heavyweight battle. Between Alonzo Menafield and Bear Jew Paul Craig. Okay then, he's a Bear Jew. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with him. Sure, Paul Craig. Oh, speaking of which. Forgot to mention this. Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston both posted a picture of donkeys and said coming soon or something along those lines. People are a little getting a little Breaking Bad uh, thing going on, which apparently there's going to be a movie. I don't know if I talked about that. Supposedly there's going to be a Breaking Bad movie focusing on what happened to Jesse, but Brian Cranston possibly going to be involved. I would. Imagine maybe some flashbacks or something along those lines. Who knows? Wonder if they'll tie it in at all with Better Call Saul. I'm guessing no, but we'll see. Uh, Alright, moving on though. We have a lightweight battle between Drew Dauber and El Toro Marco Polo Reyes. That's just a lot of names. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Drew Dauber. You know, I feel like every time I pick him, he loses. But I'm going to pick him again. So, what are you going to do about it? And by the way, just in case you were wondering, Drew is not here. He's on his way. Well, he's soon to be on his way to on an airplane for the first time. So, good luck to Drew on flying an airplane. I don't know, I don't know if I like it or not, but it's, it's only a six-hour flight. That's not. That means that's like nothing, right? Sure. For a four-year-old, not even four-year-old kid, sure, sure, that'd be fun. But he won't be making any predictions today. There's no there's no WB coming on, so that's pretty much all he would really know to make predictions on. Um, anyways, so, well, hopefully he'll be back in a couple weeks to do more picks then. But we'll see. Uh, but just in case you were sticking around to hear Drew's picks, 
he's not here. He will not be involved in the podcast. I apologize. I, I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah. So, moving on. We have a lightweight battle. And what the hell did I do here? Okay. No, that's right. Um, a lightweight battle between... The Predator, Roosevelt Roberts, and From Hell, Vink Pickell. Alright. <laughs> He's from Hell. He, he might be from um, uh, Michigan, right? Hell, Michigan? That's a place, right? I don't know that he's actually from Hell, Michigan, but I think he did it because it rhymes. But let's uh, let's uh, look a little more into into this guy. Now he's from Lancaster, California, which some have called Hell. <laughs> I, no, I don't know. I've never been to Lancaster, California. I have nothing. I know nothing about Lancaster, California. So I apologize if I offended people from Lancaster, California. Um, but the other guy's Predator. But that's I don't know. That's not really original. I think I gotta go from hell. Think Pakel. Oh, but Roosevelt Roberts undefeated. The Predator. Eh. Nah, I'm gonna go from hell. Think Pakel. Alright, next up we have a. Welterweight bat. Between Demian Maya and Rocco Martin. Go Rocco Martin. Rocco. I'm just going to put Rocco. I'm not even put Martin. I spelled Rocco wrong too. Awesome. Rocco Martin. Alright, next up we have a what, flyweight battle between. Juzir Formiga and Jose, Jose Joseph Benavida Benavides Benavides uh, Husir I'm guessing maybe Husir Formiga Juicier Formiga that guy I'm gonna go Formiga and finally in the main event of the evening on ESPN on no UFC on ESPN three, um, aka Nagano versus Dos Santos. We have, of course, um, Francis Nagano. Who does? What's his nickname? He's also the Predator. Can't have two Predators. What is this? This is garbage. Versus Sagano Junior Dos Santos. Um. Now, I was confused by Junior Dos Santos, because, like, it's like, wait, his name's Junior, or, like, he's a Junior? But his name's Junior. It's interesting. Because, like, you know, some people call people Junior if they're, like, the Junior. But, no, he's just Junior. So, there you go. Um, let's see now. This is a big one. Francis Nagano. 13-3. Junior Dos Santos, 21-5. Cameroon versus Brazil. I mean, basically, if Nagano gets gets unloads and hits you, you're pretty much done. Dos Santos. I don't know, I'm not really sure if he has a gimmick like that, but um, I'm gonna go with Junior Dos Santos. All 
All right, there you go. Coming up Saturday, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota on ESPN. Uh, 6 o'clock, the prelims, the prelims start. You don't have to even change the channel for the main card. All right. But then a week from Saturday, July 6th in Las Vegas, the T-Mobile Arena, we have USC 239. And granted, this is really far out to be doing predictions for this because, like I said, a lot of these bouts may not even happen. But um, I'm not going to do an episode next week, so this is kind of a big deal. we got some huge matches coming up. So um, let's get to it. There's early prelim, which is on the USP. The early prelim, sorry, is on the UFC Fight Pass. Then the preliminary card is on ESPN. And the main card is on pay-per-view, but you have to get it through ESPN Plus, that whole dealy. Yeah. You know by now or you don't care, uh, basically. Uh, <laughs> so let's start things off. Um, well, let's bring up the actual card here. Um, See, I don't even know what's like actually like going to happen because there's a couple things on here that don't even have people in them. So, question mark? Alright, let's start off the early prelims, though. So right now, there are three early prelims. Which I think one just got added, because I only saw two earlier. But we have a women's... Where is it? Women's bantamweight. Uh, Ju- Julia Avila taking on Melissa Gatto. From Brazil. Julia Avila is from the United States. I'm going to go... It's weird, the picture has guy fighters. Like, so they're silhouettes, but they're guys? It's like, wait a minute. I feel like this was just added because I don't have any information coming up. Um, I'm going to go with Julia Avila. Alright, next up, we got um, a welterweight battle between the Australian Wonderboy, Ismail Nordiv, taking on Black Eagle... Black Eagle Chance Rencontour. Um, or Contre? Went Rencontre? I don't know how to say it. We'll go Chance. Take a chance on Chance. Take a chance on Chance. Sorry. <laughs> what? What just happened? He's from the United States. Unlike the Australian... Sorry, the Austrian Wonderboy. Did I say Australian? Austrian Wonderboy. Oh, Austria. Well, then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Let's not. Alright. Next up, we have a middleweight battle between the Golden Boy. I think someone already has been called the Golden Boy, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Edmund Shabazian and The Hammer. Pretty sure someone's probably already been called The Hammer. Um, one of them had my name, too. Although, I guess technically that was boxing and wrestling, not necessarily UFC, but still. The Golden Boy, that's a little on, on uh, you know. And The Hammer. Jack Marshman. From United Kingdom. I'm going to go Jog, whatever, I'll go Jack Marshman, I guess. Jack Marshman. Better than Jack Marshmallow Man. But um, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man is pretty cool. Anyways, let's move on before I lose my mind. 
then we move on to preliminary card, which will be on ESPN. Yeah, definitely. They definitely added a match here because they only had eleven listed, and now there's twelve. So, see, this is just gonna keep changing, keep changing. All right, but in the preliminary card, which I'm assuming starts at eight o'clock, um, in the first match we have a bantamweight battle between Turbo Alejandro Perez and Song Yadong. Song Yadong. I'm gonna go with Song Yadong because you know Song Yadong. I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, moving on. We have a uh, a women's no, sorry. Wait, what am I looking at? Yeah, so women's strawweight battle between Claudina Claudia Galdal. And Quiet Storm Randa Marcos. Randa Marcos is, of course, from Iraq. What? She's from Iraq. And uh, Claudia Gadella is from Brazil. Well, I'm going to go Claudia Gadella. Alright, next up. We got a, a a bantamweight battle, and here's the problem. It it's I'm confused as to who's actually fighting, because according to Wikipedia, it's to be determined, but the UFC page has somebody. So we've Sugar Sean O'Malley, according to the UFC page, and that's what I guess I had to go with. Sugar Sean O'Malley taking on Chito Mar Marlon Vera. Now the Wikipedia page doesn't have Sugar, Sugar Sean O'Malley on there. It actually... So I don't know if this just got announced or what happened, but... Um, uh, let's see. No, it says Sean O'Malley was expected to face Marlon Vera. I think that, however, O'Malley announced his withdrawal from the bout on June 21st to fail test of... Austin, the Nevada State Athletic Commission decided to suspend him due to the failed test. However, the United States Anti-Doping Association will not impose any further sanctions. The Austin, I don't know how you call it, and his system will likely re residual from his previously failed test prior to UFC 229. It's unclear at the moment if replacement will be sought by a UFC official. So, for this, I mean, I guess I gotta pick Marlon Vera. And hope that there's a fight and he fights and wins against whoever he's going to fight. Because otherwise I don't know what to do here. So there you go. Question mark on that one. But next up we have a the, the main event of the preliminaries. The featherweight battle between uh, Gilbert El Nino. Gilbert Melendez taking on the almighty Arnold Allen. So I go Triple A or El Nino. El Nino stands for the Nino. So I'm gonna go with Arnold Allen. El Nino. No, Triple A. <clears throat> for all your uh, um, 
car auto needs. I don't know, whatever. All right, next up, we move on to the main fight, the main card. We got the welterweight battle between... Uh, let's move over to the main card. Welterweight battle. Come on, keep going, keep going. Between Nightmare Diego Sanchez and Maverick Michael Chisla. Chisla? I Chisla? 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 Uh, I'm going to go with Diego Sanchez. Alright, next up we have a light heavyweight battle. Between Jan? 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 I'm guessing, I'm guessing it's not Jan, but it could be. Blakovic from Poland and Luke Rockhold. Go Luke Rockhold. That's a very strong sounding name. Especially against Jan. Jan? Falling in coolers again. Alright, next up we have a welterweight battle between Game Brand Jorge Masvida. Masvida, Masvidal, can't talk, and Funky Ben Askren, another rhyming thing, well I guess his name rhymes, not, not the, I'm go with Funky Man, Ben Askren, and in the Kome event, the, the main, the, the sub main event, the, what is it called? It's like the... It's not co-main event unless there's like two. But it's kind of, I don't know. Whatever. Anyways. There's a woman's bantamweight title match with Amanda Nunez, who is also currently the uh, featherweight champion, but she's defending the bantamweight in this case against former champion Holly Holm. I believe... I remember she was definitely a champion. Yes. She was the bantamweight champion. So, champion versus former champion. Wait, did Nunez beat home for the championship? If I remember correctly? Or no, she beat Tate, right? Home beat... Home beat, um... Uh, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey beat... No, sorry. Home beat Ronda Rousey. Misha Tate beat home. And then Nunez beat... Misha Tate. If I if my memory serves me correctly, but did they fight before? I want to say they did though. No, I guess they didn't. Because then she beat Rousey, obviously. Oh, she beat Cyborg the last time out. Anyways, blah blah blah. Nunez versus Holy Home. I'm gonna go Nunez. And then the headliner, the main event. We, of course, have John Bones Jones defending his light heavyweight championship against... I don't know what his nickname is. Let's see. Um, Moretta Thiago Santos. I mean, I have a hard time going against Jones, right? He's the Martian Hunter. Even though he spells it wrong. And he's also on the Patriots. Even though he spells it wrong. Jonathan Jones. I know, whatever, shut up. 
Yeah, I don't. Chandler Jones was too, but he's not anymore. Uh, John Jones. That's my pick for UFC 239 main event to def- to reclaim or not reclaim, retain his um, um, light heavyweight championship. And I think as long as Cormier beats Stipe in their fight, I think we're gonna get. Cormier versus Jones one more time. I just don't know if it'll be for the heavyweight or the light heavyweight. Either way, I think it'll be Cormier's last fight. I think that'll happen in December. If I had to make a prediction right now. But who knows? Stipe could could win the rematch against Cormier and throw that whole thing out the, out the book. I mean, Jones could still then fight Stipe. I mean, you know, Lesnar kind of threw the whole monkey wrench in the thing because Cormier-Lesnar was supposed to happen and obviously it's not happening anymore. Or seemingly will never happen. I don't know. Lesnar seems to be content. He's Mr. Money in the Bank right now. He seems to be content with being in WWE and showing up every once in a while and fighting. Um, or not fighting. But anyway, so there you go, UFC. That's UFC 239. I'm sure half those matches won't end up happening. Um, it's on pay-per-view, but preliminaries on ESPN, blah, 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 blah. July 6th. Check it out. A couple weeks. Um, all right. Or next week, I guess. All right, let's move on. So let's talk a little bit about what happened last weekend um, at WWE Stomping Grounds. Now, I did fairly well in my predictions. Drew, not so much. Drew got five right. And then he got, well, he got five matches. Well, no, nah, I shouldn't say that. He, he For match-wise, he went five and four. He got all the superlative things wrong. Like, with the 24-7 title change hand, we'll... Who would be the guest referee and if Lesnar would catch him. Um, so, Drew Gulak was the only one he got right that I got wrong. As uh, I had picked Tony Nese, so I got that wrong. Both had Becky Lynch beating um, Lacey Evans. Both had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Both had Ricochet winning the U.S. title. Who was then congratulated by Triple H and a bunch of NXT people. Which is a, kind of a weird thing that happened. Um, Daniel, Daniel Bryan Rowan I had. They won. He had Heavy Machinery. He had Alex Bliss. I had Bailey. I had Roman Reigns. He had Drew McIntyre. I had Cove Kingston. He had Dolph. I was correct in all of those. He was wrong. The 24-7 title did not change hands, although it changed hands on the Thursday at Drake Maverick's wedding. Um, R-Truth won it uh, from Drake Maverick. Uh, the guest referee ended up being Lacey Evans, so we both got that wrong. And there was no cash-in, so I got that right. Drew got that one wrong. Um, overall, it was it was a pretty solid uh, pay-per-view. Um, I mean, it was not very well attended. It, there wasn't a lot of hype going into it, but at the end of the day, it was, it was a pretty good show. I mean, they put on some good matches. It was entertaining. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what else you want from it, but um, there you go. Uh, moving into Raw the next night, no one, even less people went to that. Uh, very sparse crowd. Uh, but um, some interesting things did happen. 24-7 championship changed hands a few times. Uh, but um, I guess the the biggest surprise, I mean, well, Ricochet and AJ Styles had a hell of a match. But the biggest surprise was out of nowhere, The Undertaker showed up. So after Roman Reigns had beaten Drew McIntyre, uh, Shane McMahon said, all right, we're going to do this two-on-one handicap on Raw. They're beating up Roman Reigns, blah, blah, blah. Then 
Dong, lights go out, Undertaker shows up and beats up Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre, setting up a match for Extreme Rules, but we'll talk about Extreme Rules in a couple weeks. Um, but just throwing that out there. A um, couple other things to note. Um, so there's been a bit of a switch Rui change in terms of how, I guess, Vince McMahon basically doesn't want matches going on during commercials unless it's those weird ones where like there's commercials going on, but it's up in the corner. So to counteract that, they and I guess they started this the previous week. I didn't really notice it, but this week specifically, yes, they're doing a lot of elimination matches and a lot of two or three matches. I think there was like five two or three matches this week or something crazy. So in order, to, so basically, once there's elimination or if there's a fall, they'll go to commercial there, come back and start the next fall or continue the match that way. So that way, there's no action going on during the commercial. Um, a lot of people don't not don't really understand this. They've been doing this. You know, they've been kind of, you know, doing the same sort of commercial thing forever in terms of having match, you know, match continuing during commercials. Um, I guess, you know, and during the Attitude Era, they sort of didn't, but that was only because the matches were very short outside of maybe the main event would have a, have a commercial during it. But, but outside of that, it didn't really happen. But that was mostly because they were competing with Nitro and Nitro sort of did the same thing. So you wouldn't want to be in the middle of a commercial for a match that maybe people didn't necessarily care about and then go and turn the channel and then someone else is, shows up on that. You know, it's a bit, bit, you know, you know, Nitro would have commercials with stuff happening. But the thing, the thing I don't get for this is, okay, then you do the two out of three things. So then you have the guys just stand around during the commercial. Like I get the aspect that, and, and I want to say this could be potentially a Fox thing. Cause supposedly, Fox want us to present this as more of a real sport kind of feel as opposed to maybe how USA wants to do it or has done it where it's, you know, it's entertainment, blah, blah, blah. They kind of do want to do the more sports angle to it where, and that makes sense where it's like, okay, well, if you're watching a football game during a, during the middle of a play, they wouldn't cut to a commercial and then come back. It's like, you might miss something. So it's like, yeah, if you're in the middle of a wrestling match, you might miss a pinfall. But it's like everyone's been so used to it over the years. It's like, who cares? But I don't know if that's what Fox wants to do. And I feel like that's more of a Fox thing than a Vince thing. But I don't know. I'm not sure. But then, breaking news. Well, sort of breaking. I guess it was a few hours ago. Even more changes coming to Raw and SmackDown. As Paul Heyman and and uh, Eric Bischoff are being brought back. When I initially started the thing, they are being brought back as executive director directors. When I initially saw the news, I thought they were kind of going to be brought in sort of like as GMs or commissioners or whatever you want to call them, um, you know, to run SmackDown and Raw. But apparently, and if they're going to do that, then I'm like, well, they kind of have to reel back in this whole brand split thing because lately that hasn't meant anything. They don't really have the wildcard rules, but that that doesn't really seem to mean anything either because, you know, how many, you're only supposed to have four wildcards, now there's five, there's like half the rosters on... And certain guys that are on certain shows that aren't even showing up on those shows. They're just showing up on other shows. It's getting a little out of control. But, even still. Um, so, apparently what this means. And Paul Heyman's going to be in charge of Raw. And Eric Bischoff's going to be in charge of SmackDown. In, in, in that they're going to be the last people to have to report to Vince. I mean, obviously Vince is still going to be in control. So, it's kind of being compared in a way to what Triple H is doing for NXT. Um, 
but I feel like Vince will be more involved in the sideboard so than he is in NXT. I think Paul, I think Triple H is almost more like the Vince McMahon for NXT. Although, but I guess those are kind of the roles they're going to be in, supposedly. Now it's kind of it's a bit interesting to me because I would have thought that just these kind of roles like this would go to Triple H or you know even like Stephanie or something, but then to bring in Bischoff and you know obviously Heyman's there but, uh, but doing um doing stuff and I guess you know he's been kind of hands on last um, year or so anyways I mean even though mostly he's just been Paul uh, Brock Lesnar's guy but he's worked with some people supposedly and um, so yeah now apparently he's gonna be part of that and Derek Bischoff's gonna kind of work hand in hand with Fox for the Smackdown side of things which is weird because it's the kind of reversal of their at least their on screen roles with uh, back in the early 2000s with Derek Bischoff running Raw and Heyman running Smackdown although Heyman was actually on the Smackdown writing um was a Smackdown writer at one point and then obviously he moved on to ESPN uh ESPN ECW um, that ended pretty poorly. So it's a little bit interesting for to see them kind of going backwards to old old guys from before. I mean, they already brought Bruce Pitchard back not too long ago. I, I don't know. We'll see we'll see what this means and see what it, it entails uh, going forward. Um, and again, even even I feel like they're gonna have to reel back in the whole brand split thing once, uh, especially once uh, Fox goes over to. Uh, or SmackDown goes over to Fox, and if Bischoff's running Fox, he's going to be like, all right, well, if I have Roman Reigns, I want Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Don't want him over on Raw, and you know, same Heyman, vice versa. Like, I don't, I don't quite see how that's going to really work if their guys are going back and forth, bouncing back and forth, or it's supposed to be SmackDown guys not even showing up on SmackDown and being on Raw the whole time. Um, but I guess we'll see. We'll find out going forward. That's a really interesting kind of thing to pop up. Um, and, uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how Bischoff works in this kind of role in WWE, too. Because, you know, obviously he worked in WWE for quite a long time as the GM of Raw or Commissioner of Raw or whatever whatever you wanted to call him. But he never worked in, like, a creative capacity of a back role, a back uh, a backstage role. I mean, obviously he did it in WCW, but we're talking almost 20 years ago at this point. Obviously he had a run in TNA for a bit. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what all that means. Volunteers as it goes as we move forward. Um, obviously, I feel like WWE certainly with the low attendance and hype for stomping grounds and and certainly Monday Raw kind of are like, all right, we got to do something. This isn't working. Outside of it just being, oh, it's the summer and things are slow during the summer or whatever. Um, but moving forward, we'll see. A little bit of news coming out of AEW and versus WWE kind of thing. So. So, uh, AEW has a fighter, that Fighter Fest coming up this weekend, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But then their next pay-per-view thingy, and I'm still confused as to not if it's going to actually be a pay-per-view or similar to Fighter Fest, if it's going to just be free, and the next actual pay-per-view is going to be all out, because that seems to be more of the one they're hyping as a pay-per-view, whereas this Fighter Fest and then the um, Fight for the Fallen seem to be more of kind of like... Yeah, streaming shows that get you in the door, the free cool things. I know this one, Fighter Fest, is definitely free. I thought they said uh, Fighting for the Fallen was going to be free too, but then it kind of contradicts the whole thing that I'm going to just talk about. 
So WWE has been working with Evolve uh, promotion for quite some time now. A lot of guys have gone in, come in that have been in with, involved, especially in NXT, and they've certainly sent a lot of guys from NXT to Evolve to work to work shows and whatever. Uh, so they have their 10th anniversary show coming up on July 13th. Um, interestingly enough, in Philadelphia at the East, old ECW arena, it's called the 2300 Arena now. Uh, the next night, WWE has Extreme Rules at um, the Wells Fargo Arena or whatever it's called now. Um, so yeah, okay, so cool. Pretty close proximity. Sort of makes sense. That the WWE decided, hey, 10th anniversary, we're going to lend you some of our guys. Specifically Adam Cole. Um, and um, uh, Rat Riddle. Drew Gulak. And Akira Tozawa. And possibly some others. Uh, to the show. And oh hey, let's put it on the network. So now it's on the WWE Network. Have to be on the WWE Network at the same exact time as same night, same time as uh, Fight for the Fallen. So Kenny Omega was not too happy about that because part of the whole thing with Fight for the Fallen is the benefit. Some the benefits go to uh, people that got shot or something, gun violence or something. Some I forget exactly what it's for, uh, but gun violence or people that got shot in some 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 way, form or another. I don't know if it's specifically domestic things or like I'm not I'm not 100 sure. I don't want to speak too too much of it because I, I don't know exactly. Um, but I'll talk about it later in a couple weeks when I go over all that stuff. Um, but he kind of was mad, be like, "Hey, you're putting your show on the same time as ours, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but it's not WWE. It's Evolve, and it's kind of like we're just giving these guys a shot, and this this thing was all set ahead, way ahead of time." Because, you know, we have this pay-per-view coming up, and that was set way ahead of time. It's like, you guys came in with your show, and that's cool. But it's like, you know, and that's why I don't 100% know that whether or not um, it's actually free, or you have to pay for it on Bleacher Report or whatever. Um, but, I don't know. Whatever. We'll talk about it in a couple weeks. Kenny Omega sent out a tweet. It was a little, a little harsh, and then deleted and kind of apologized, sort of. And people were not totally cool with what he said. Um, but anyways... Forget about it. Let's move on. Okay. Um, I mean, of course, that's coming off the heels of WWE announcing that they're doing the UK, NXT UK all out. Um, or, sorry. No. What am I talking about? The um, NXT UK takeover the same day is all out, which is what I meant to say. But it's in England, so it won't be on at the same time. So, But it is on the same time as a New Japan thing in London. Regardless, whatever, let's move on. So, coming up this Friday night, we have a uh, pay-per-view for Ring of Honor, the best in the world, uh, taking place in Baltimore at the UMBC Event Center. Um, I believe it starts at 9 o'clock, 8.30, kickoff show, or preview show. Um, you can buy it on pay-per-view, I think it's $45. Also, if you have Ring of Honor and you're VAP, I think you get it for cheaper or something. I'm not quite sure how that works. I don't have it, so I don't know. Um... So let's go over the card and make some predictions, shall we? All right, first up we have on the pre-show, Flip Gordon taking on Roosh. Kind of surprised that this is on the pre-show, to be honest, but there's not, there wasn't much build-up for it. It was just kind of like, yeah, well, you guys aren't working. Yeah, have a have a cool match. So, And I, and I want to say I, I, I've been pushing Roosh pretty well, so I think Roosh is going to win. Move on to the main card to kind of 
back off of that. So Rouge obviously beat up Dalton Castle pretty quickly at the uh, the G1 Supercard or back in April. So Dalton Castle taking on Rouge's brother Dragon Lee. I think Dalton Castle is going to win this because if he doesn't, I don't know what they're going to do with him. They turned him heel. He beat up his boys. He lost to Roosh. You'd figure he beat Dalton Castle to get back to fight Roosh. But uh, that'll be interesting. Okay, next up we have um, the Allure and Jillian Love and Mandy Leone, accompanied by Velvet Sky, taking on Killer Kelly and Jenny Rose. I'm going to go with the Allure just because I don't see why how they could... I just don't see them coming in and losing their first match. Now, I'm not sure why Velvet Sky isn't wrestling. I don't know if she's just retired and just being a manager now. But she hasn't actually really done anything physically. I don't know if she's just injured or she's just not going to wrestle. I don't, I don't know. Uh, moving on, we have Silas Young taking on Jonathan Gresham in a pure rules match. What exactly a pure rules match is, I'm not sure. But Silas Young has been promoting it pretty heavily. Um, he's been having wrestling clinics and beating up the squid um, and then squid junior and El Hijo de squid junior or whatever because Jonathan Gresham is <laughs> octopus. It's been pretty funny stuff um, but I think it's all going to come to head and Jonathan Gresham is going to get the win. Okay, next up we have... Um, Nick Aldis and TBA taking on the Briscoe brothers, Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe. It's originally supposed to be Colt Cabana, but he got injured. So now Nick Aldis is going to have to pick a new partner. Supposedly you're going to have to turn the pre-show. I have no idea who it's going to be, but either way, I still think the Briscoes are going to win. Alright, next up we have Jay Lethal taking on Kenny King in the third match of a best of three series. Uh, Kenny King won the first through some nefarious means, and then Jay Lethal won the second by disqualification after Kenny King tried to get counted out and then hit him with a ring mic or something. I forget. Um, so Jay Lethal, Kenny King, third match, best of three. Uh, I gotta go Kenny King? Just I feel like it would help him more than it would help Jay Lethal? Yeah. Our next up in the six-man tag team match for the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championships. We have Villain Enterprises, the champions, Marty Skrull, PCO, and Brody King defending against Lifeblood, Mark Haskins, Tracy Williams, and then their partner, PJ Black, who's not officially part of Lifeblood yet, but could be. Um, now here's the interesting thing. There's the whole rumors about Marty Skrull. Obviously, everyone's kind of assuming he's going to go to AEW uh, once his contract is up with Ring of Honor. There's always the outside chance he can go to WWE as well, but who knows? Um, I mean, most people I don't I think are expecting him to go to Ring of, uh, AEW rather, but no one seems to know when his contract's up. Some people are saying it's July first. Some people are saying it's September first. Some people are saying it's November first. No one seems to clearly know when his contract's up. So if it's July first, obviously you got to take the titles off these guys. If it's not July first, then I could see them keeping them for a while, but. I think with the inclusion of PJ Blackness and then him trying to, re- Lifeblood trying to recruit him, I think it makes sense for them to win. Take him off of the villain enterprise, whether Scrolls leave you or not. 
All right, next up for the Ring of Honor television title, we have Shane Taylor defending against Bandito. Shane Taylor just won it in the four-way. Bandito, he's fine and all, but I just I don't I don't see Shane I don't see Shane Taylor losing it that quickly. And finally, in the main event of the evening, for the Ring of Honor World Championship, we got Matt Taven defending against Jeff Cobb. Now this is a tough one. Now. Normally I would just be like, ah, oh, no, they just gave it to Matt Taven a couple months ago. I wouldn't see them kicking it off of him. But Jeff Cobb's just been on such a roll. I mean, I know he lost the television title, uh, but he lost in the four-way and didn't get pinned, and I feel like that was just the way to get it off of him so he can move up the card. And there he is. But then to have him lose to Matt Taven, I mean, it's if he does, and I feel like he will, it's got to be through some sort of nefarious means and... And especially with um, uh, the rest of the kingdom getting involved. But I don't know, maybe he wins by disqualification, but I know they typically don't like to do that sort of thing. I just don't see him losing the title, though. I mean, I gotta go Matt Taven, then. I mean, especially since... Well, I don't know, I just don't, I don't see it. Alright, so there you go. That's uh, Friday night, tomorrow night, or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. I'm recording it on Thursday. Uh, Ring of Honor Best in the World, Baltimore pay-per-view, check it out, or the Ring of Honor app, Honor Rising Club, check it out. Alright, so then we move on to Saturday night, the AEW Fighter Fest. Now, if you're not familiar with the Fighter Fest, um, so it's spelled F-Y-T-E-R, and they're making fun of the Fire Fest, which if you aren't aware of the Fire Fest, there's been documentaries about it. There's this big, huge festival that was supposed to take, you know, music festival was supposed to take place and everything went to hell and it was awful and people died and were murdered and stuff. No, I don't, I, don't, I actually haven't seen the documentaries. I think it was just terrible and it was well, poorly planned and nothing really worked right. Anyways, they're kind of joking around with that, which I don't think that's the best way to, that's not, I don't know if that's exactly what you want to do. seems a bit, uh... Risky to call it that, but I think that's part of the joke and the lead up to it. Which again, I don't really watch Being the Elite, so I don't know. Um, can't I can't keep track of it. Sorry, guys, I just can't keep track of it. Um, but anyways, there's also a, there's also a video game aspect to it, I guess. Um, which is actually one of the matches. Um, so let's actually bring it up to the right page if I can. So one of the matches actually. In the pre-show, which is, has three matches in the pre-show? Apparently it's an hour-long pre-show. It starts at 7.30. The actual show itself starts at 8.30. But there's three matches in the pre-show. There's only nine matches. Three of them are pre-show? It seems a bit much. Um, but one of the matches on the pre-show is Michael Nakazawa taking on Alex Jabeli, who's actually the um, one of the organizers of this, who is part of the uh, Community Effort Orlando who's putting on the video game part of this, but he's actually having a match. It's actually a hardcore match, which is just crazy. Um, against Michael Nakazawa. I don't... I don't... I don't know. I feel like Michael Nakazawa has to win, but at the same time, it's like, it's his... kind of, he's involved in the festival, but he's not a wrestler, so... I'm gonna go with Nakazawa. I don't know. Alright, also on the pre-show, we have... Best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Perenna taking on SoCal Uncentered, Scorpio Sai and Frank Cancerian versus Private Party, 
Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Ken. The winners advanced to the all-out for an opportunity at a first-round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament, which apparently will start, will kick off when the show starts in October, which apparently is going to be on Wednesdays. Wednesday Night Dynamite apparently is what it's going to be called. There was what some there was some earlier reports that said it was going to be Tuesday Night Dynamite. They had filed the trademark, but then apparently. They felt the thing at the end of the day. They felt Wednesday was a better show. Wednesday, yeah, better night uh, for a couple of reasons. One of them being that WWE is supposedly going to have still a show on FS1. It's kind of a WWE recap, like news sort of show. I don't know if that's necessarily the reason why they moved it to Wednesday, but more so the reason was NBA. NBA on TNT. They normally Thursday nights, but every once in a while they'll have Tuesday nights. And I feel like they didn't want to have any sort of conflict with that. So if you move to Wednesdays, you don't have to bother. You don't have to deal with that, which makes sense. Um, I guess you got to compete with NXT on the on the um, network. Okay, fine. Uh, with that said, I think SoCal Uncensored is going to win. Next up, in the third and final match of the pre-show, we have Kylie Ray taking on Leva Bates with Peter Avalon in a singles match. I don't know much about any of this, so I'm going to go with Kylie Ray. Um, Alright, moving on to the main card. Oh, yeah, never mind. Um, so, keeping with SoCal Uncensored, even though they're on the pre-show... We got Christopher Daniels taking on Seema, who is the head of the, uh, what's the name of it? It's like the Chinese Oriental Wrestling Entertainment, OEW, that they have, OWE, sorry, that they have an agreement with. I'm going to go with Christopher Daniels, though. All right, next up we have Yuka says... Cause, cause, yeah. Let me start over. Yuka Sakazaki versus Riho versus Nyla Rose. Three-way match. I'm going to go with Nyla Rose. Uh, next up, we have Adam Page taking on Jimmy Havoc, taking on Jungle Boy, taking on MJF in a four-way match. Now, these guys are all involved in that Thing with Bret Hart that took place at the pay-per-view. I mean, Adam Page is lined up to fight Jericho for the title at All Out. I don't know how he doesn't win this. Alright. Next up, we have Cody taking on Darby Allin. Allen, Allen, whatever. Uh, Cody. Then we have John Moxley making his AEW debut, taking on Joey Janela in a non-sanctioned match. Whatever that means. I guess just no rules. I mean, you can't bring John Moxley in and have him lose. So he's going to win. And then finally, in the main event of the evening, or what I assume will be the main event of the evening. I'm not 100% sure what the main event of the evening will be. Um, but this is my guess. Uh, the Elite, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, take on the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr., and Ray Phoenix, and their partner, Laredo Kid. I gotta go with the Elite. I, mean, I know it seems kind of weird that it's like, oh, these are, we've made this organization. It's gonna be 
fair and give everyone opportunities, but no, we're going to win all the matches. I mean, I know Kenny Omega lost to Jericho, but that's not saying much. Um, no Jericho, though, on the show. Or at least scheduled. He might show up, as he tend to show up to stuff. Oh, I should mention, this is taking place um, at Daytona Beach at the Ocean Center. And if you're not familiar with the Ocean Center is, they've had hosted a number of events, including a specific Bash at the Beach in 1996 that had Hulk Hogan's turning heel and joining the NWO, which then TNA tried to like kind of replicate many years later. And there was some event, I forget what it was, Bound for Glory, I'm, I'm guessing, that Hogan turned heel again. There we go. That's taking place. Bleacher Report live. Uh, you can get it for free. Saturday night. Um, guessing there's an app too. I don't know. Check it out. I'm not quite sure how that works. You might have to sign up, but I don't think you have to. You might just have to like sign up, but I don't know if you actually have to do anything when you sign up. Just put an email address or something, probably. Um, but I don't know. I haven't done it yet. I'll check it out on Saturday probably. But there we go. That's going to do it. Uh, so thank you everyone for listening. I'll be back in a couple weeks to talk about Extreme Rules and Evolve and Fight for the Fallen and whatever else. There's probably more UFC and talk about Spider-Man and Stranger Things and NBA offseason and more Major League Baseball and NHL offseason and whatever else is going on. But I uh, just want to thank you for listening to this. Uh, check out the blog at razorvader.blogspot.com. As always, subscribe to the One Man Renegade Podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Leave me five stars, write a nice review, share and like and all that fun stuff. And check me out on Twitter at Razor Vader. Yeah, and that's going to do it. Have a happy 4th of July if you're in the United States and celebrate that sort of thing. Have a happy Canada Day um, if you're in Canada and and uh, and celebrate that. I will be at a Shinedown concert on July 1st um, for Canada Day. Uh, they are not Canadian, so... Maybe some of the opening band might be Canadian. I don't know. But um, other than that, uh, yeah, here we are. It's almost July 4th already. That's crazy. But um, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you next time. Bye. I see.